Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you for today's podcast and for those who have tuned in. We lift up the Jimmy Allison family. We pray for containment of the COVID variant. We pray the blood of Jesus over diabetes. We pray that your word go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the only begotten of the Father, Jesus Christ. Amen. This week's podcast is dedicated to Jimmy Allison. Jimmy was a member of the Harlan Boys Choir that went to Graz, Austria in 1972 and brought back first place. Jimmy passed away this week and his homegoing services were today. I recently purchased a set of coffee cups and as I drank a cup of hot tea, I I thought about the meaning of the cup as it applied to Jesus at the Last Supper. Moreover, the cup in the Bible has multiple meanings. After today's podcast, you won't look at a cup the same way. As a comparison, Solomon's drinking vessels were all made of gold, while the cups I purchased were glazed clay fired pottery. Both Solomon's and my cups were properly used as vessels to drink from. However, today I want to look at the figurative use of the word cup. The cup of salvation is mentioned in Psalm 116.13, which reads, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. My friends, David offers the drink offerings as prescribed by the law of Moses. The first drink offering was given by Jacob in Genesis 35 and 14, right after God changed his name to Israel. The drink offering was included in the morning and evening sacrifices. It consisted of one quarter hen, or about one quart of wine, which was poured onto the altar fire for each lamb sacrificed. This Old Testament ritual symbolized the shedding of Jesus' blood on the cross. Do you have this cup? The cup of consolation from Jeremiah 16 and 7 refers to the custom of friends sending food and wine to console relatives in mourning. The verse reads, Nor shall men break bread in mourning for them, to comfort them for the dead. Nor shall men give them the cup of consolation to drink for their father or their mother. This verse was the Lord's instruction to Jeremiah not to mourn with the people of Judah, for death would be so widespread the normal mourning practices would no longer be observed. Do you have this cup? The portion of the cup denotes the condition of life, whether it be prosperous or adverse. Psalm 11.6 says that upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire, and brimstone, and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. My friends, everyone has the portion of his or her cup assigned to them. You have a choice. Choose the Lord or reject his grace. Those who renounce the Lord shall be made to drink the cup of his fury. Jeremiah 25 and 15 proclaims, For this says the Lord God of Israel to me, Take this wine cup of fury from my hand and cause all nations to who I send you to drink it. My Christian comrades, God points the picture of a full cup of his wrath being consumed by Jerusalem in Isaiah 51, 17, declaring, Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk at the hand of the Lord, 
the cup of his fury. You have drank the dregs of the cup of his trembling and drained it out. My friends, Jerusalem chose to drink this cup. The question is, do you have this cup? David says this about his choice of cups in Psalm 16:5, saying, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. My followers of Christ, when we are given the choice of cups to drink, the world's cup looks glamorous. But to drink from the cup of the Lord means to follow his way, to live his way, and reject Satan and the world's way. Will you choose the right cup? The cup of astonishment is found in Ezekiel 23:33, which reads, You will be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, with the cup of astonishment and desolation, with the cup of your sister Samaria. My Christian companions, both Israel, which is also Samaria, and Judah drank the cup of wrath for worshiping other gods. Are you drinking from this cup? Zechariah 12 and 2 mentions the cup of trembling as the prophet records these words, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people around them when they shall be in siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. Folks, armies have come to Jerusalem to take it, but if the Lord God does not sanction it, it won't happen. When God allows things to happen, there is nothing you can do to stop it. When God prevents things from happening, there is nothing you can do to make it happen. How do you like this cup? Jeremiah 51 and 7 denotes the Lord's use of Babylon to exact his wrath, saying, Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drink. The nations drink her wine, therefore the nations are deranged. Folks, the expansion of the Babylonian Empire made it the most powerful state in the ancient world, and the golden cup refers to the wealth and grandeur of the city of Babylon. In 1 Corinthians 10:16, the cup of blessing is contrasted with the cup of devils in 1 Corinthians 10:21. Listen to what Paul writes in verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? My Christian friends, to sit down and share a meal or break the same bread in the ancient world meant that everyone was one body. Could a Christian sit down and share a communion meal dedicated to Jesus and still eat at a pagan temple banquet? Paul answers the question in verse 21, saying, You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. My Christian companions, just because you receive a dinner invitation doesn't mean you have to accept. Are you drinking of this cup? Most likely, you have whether consciously choosing to drink or as the Corinthian Christians who did not think it was wrong to dine at the pagan temples. Our pagan temple is anything that is not pleasing to the Lord. Anything. If we accept Jesus, then we reject, empty, discard, and replace the old cup with the new cup of blessing. My Christian friends, some people will gladly accept the cup that Jesus is offering, while some, after careful investigation, decide that his cup is not for them. In Matthew 20, verses 20 through 23, Jesus presents his cup to his two disciples, James and John. Listen to the narrative. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, 
kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one at your right hand and the other on your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. And he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. My friends, the brothers answered Jesus before they understood what was in his cup. James would be the first apostle martyred in Acts 12 verses 1 and 2, which records, now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Folks, John would live longer than any of the apostles, but spent many years exiled on the Isle of Patmos. He watched the early church suffer persecution and disintegrate through apostasy. Part of what is in the cup of Jesus is suffering. When you decide to drink from his cup, you may have to suffer. Are you ready to drink this cup? When Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, he offered his disciples the cup, saying in Matthew 26, verses 27 through 29, that he took the cup, he gave thanks, and he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine, from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. My friends, Jesus did not make the customary explanation of the meaning of the unleavened bread and the wine. He started a new agreement with man that the wine in the cup represented the blood of Jesus, not lamb's blood. Those who accept this cup are set free from the guilt of sin. Will you drink this cup? After the Lord's Supper, Jesus went to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now God the Father would set before his Son his wrath in a cup. In Matthew 26, 39, Jesus says, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, not as I will, but as you will. This cup contained the judgment of God for all the sin that had ever been committed. A sinless man was about to drink the cup that you and I deserve to drink. The human side of Jesus hesitated to take the cup, but thank God he didn't. His mission to earth would be complete only after he drinks the cup. Matthew 26, 42 records these words as Jesus accepts the cup of judgment. O oh my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. My friends, that's total obedience to the Father, and because Jesus drank that cup, we have blessings that overflow, as David says in Psalm 23 and 5, my cup runs over. So my friends, the cup is set before you. Choose wisely. Pray with me. Father, thank you for taking the cup of judgment on our behalf and replacing it with the cup of salvation and the cup of blessings. Teach us to be wise in the new life that you have given to us so that we will live to please you. In the name of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church 
Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.